Welcome to Barbells to Buddhas, and I'm your host, Roar Alexander, online fitness, health, and body transformation coach. Now, I can honestly say I spent well over a decade in the gym not getting nearly the results for the work that I was putting in, wasting lots of time, lots of money, and just like those aimless workouts, my life was the exact same. Lame jobs, crappy apartments, living paycheck to paycheck, never building what I wanted either inside or outside the gym. So one day I just said to myself, enough is enough. With no credit cards, no money, no plan, I bought a one-way ticket to Hong Kong because all I knew was my life sucked and it had to change. And for years I traveled Asia and India, discovered new cultures, traditions, foods, and my body and my life just started to come together. And I realized that I'd been making fat loss, muscle gain, body transformation, and even my life so much more complicated than it had to be. And now this is what I'm hoping to bring to you, helping you transform your body in the gym to live much better outside the gym. And saying that, let's get on to Barbells to Buddhas. Welcome everybody to this live episode of Barbells to Buddhas podcast. Now, you probably all know that let's try that again because i'm not sure if it was recording there welcome everybody to the barbells to buddhas podcast live in my facebook group i've been meaning to do this for a while if you can tell by my voice i have been very very sick for about the last oh on and off for six weeks now so my 48 to 48 which is 48 days to my best 48 years old ever it didn't happen um, overall, it's been a pretty brutal last six weeks. I had the flu or something, then it went away. I started training, then it came back, uh, and then it went away, and I was feeling great. And then one day, I just sitting there, just started getting a fever in the middle of the afternoon, and that was it. It's been a terrible go. But I've been meaning to record this episode for quite a while because the prices, you know, of almost everything has just gone crazy. And so many people I hear always telling me, you know, just it costs too much to eat healthy. It costs too much for this. It costs too much for that. I'm here to say that is not true. And there's a lot of stuff. So what I'm going to be talking about mostly today is how to eat healthy for cheap. And I'm going to tell you exactly the same thing I tell all my clients and I go over with them. But before we get to that, I do want to point out a couple things. Number one, going to a gym, guys. It, it's it's. I work in. I run basically two gyms right now. It is not expensive. In fact, gyms gyms are one of the few businesses that are run to the bottom. Uh, the one that I'm working at. In fact, we just had to drop another price again just because everybody and their brothers dropping the prices there's gyms out there right now i was talking to one guy today he's like i pay like 12.99 bi-weekly my old gym i was paying 11.99 bi-weekly guys i'm getting you get full out gyms nowadays for like 20 dollars a month i mean i'm telling you that's like people will spend seven eight dollars on a starbucks drink i went to a coffee shop the other day and their freaking mocha was 835 i had no idea and i was like you know what we'll just pay for it because we're here we wanted to, you know, my whole thing is, you know, train, um, travel and try new shit. And I was like, yeah, let's go try to find a new coffee shop today. Something we haven't tried before. And it was $8.35 for mocha. Like that's nuts. So I'm like $20 for a month for a membership at a gym is so cheap. So there's so many guys, cheap gyms out there. Even if it's a planet fitness, you can still get a, a decent workout in. 
but there's a lot of gyms that are under $30 a month, under a dollar a day. And think about that. Where else can you go where you can spend an hour, have access to basically a million dollars, whatever, of equipment for a dollar? I mean, it's ridiculously cheap. So saying gym memberships are too expensive, that's not correct because there's lots of community centers out there. I go to a community center myself uh, here in Vancouver, or Burnaby technically, and it has ro- it has racks, powerlifting equipment, sleds, 14 heavy bags, and I pay $35 a month. I just paid for a full year up front. It was like $400 for a whole year up front. So it doesn't cost much. Sauna, steam room. So let's stop saying that it costs too much to work out, okay? I want to say that. Now, next thing. A lot of people are asking me about shirts like this. I love these shirts, right? You see them on uh, Instagram all the time and things like that. So this is uh, the Snake Mountain Gym with Skeletor. Um, If you want to get some cheap workout clothes, guys, again, I'm not affiliated. I'll tell you this. There's an app called AliExpress. Now, you've probably heard of Alibaba. It's basically a site out of China where you can go and you can order things in mass. So if I wanted to say order like 500 of these shirts, I'd pay like maybe $3 each or $2 each. But you can go on there to AliExpress, which is more like a... Um, so if Alibaba is more like business to business, then AliExpress is business to customer. And you can go on there and I ordered this shirt. I think this shirt cost me $6 plus like $8 for shipping. So it was like 12, it was like, that was like that $14 or something, maybe not even that, like 12 to $14. And there's a lot of free shipping on there. And I got a shirt that's easily selling on Instagram for $30. And they have workout straps, fat grips, um, training belts. So anything you need, guys, definitely check out AliExpress. If it comes down to you just want a new He-Man, I got a really cool He-Man shirt as well, another one. Um, so I got some really fun Masters of the Universe and some Transformers stuff on there. I got a really cool Venom Rash Guard. I think, guys, a Venom Rash Guard, a real, like a proper one over here, you're paying like $40 to $50. I think I paid $13 or something for it. It's nuts. Uh, and the shipping was like $6, so it's crazy. So, again, if you know where to look, guys, if you take advantage of this little thing called the Internet, you can find some amazing prices on things, Okay. So I want to get that clear. There's lots of deals out there to be had if you know where to look. If you're just going and clicking on Instagram ads where they're paying like, you know, $20 a day and they're paying like $3 leads. Yeah, you're going to be paying a fortune. I see these um, ice tubs. It's some brand of inflatable ice tub right now. And they they have a little steam room or something they're doing. And I looked and they want like $550 for this little steam room. And they're like, oh, we're the inventors of this, like the portable steam room. I'm like... Dude, when I lived in Thailand years ago, you could get those for 200 bucks. You could go you go on AliExpress right now and you can order the same ice tub inflatable for like $50. Uh, it just doesn't have the name branded on it. So don't get caught up in name brands, which kind of leads me into today's topics. So let's just jump right into how to eat healthy on a budget. So I'm going to give you, I believe I have 12 of my top tips in here. Okay, so let's go through it. Number one. Do not get trendy. So many people, when they want to lose weight, they do all these trendy diets, right? They're going to jump on carnivore, keto, organic, gluten-free, or they want to go like exotic because they've heard like, I don't know, Joe Rogan talk about eating emu or elk or all these other guys that talk about eating only bison. It's ridiculous. Crocodile. Like, guys, do not buy into these trends. Now, if you want to get technical... The number one diet in the world 
that keeps popping up as the healthiest again and again for like the last 20 years and will be forever is really going to be kind of your typical Mediterranean, Mediterranean diet, Mediterranean, let's call it, just for now, for argument's sake. And it's pretty cheap, guys. It's rice, you know, it's vegetables. Um, It's not trendy at all. So when you get into carnivore, you're saying, okay, I'm only going to eat meat. Well, that's the most expensive thing you can get. Then you're going to be an organic, exotic carnivore. So I'm only going to eat emu, elk, kangaroo, you know, crocodile, bison. Well, yeah, no wonder you're broke. Uh, Just a normal roast beef today is like, a cheap one, if you're lucky, is like twelve dollars. You're looking at closer to twenty, thirty dollars, and that's for a store-bought roast beef, um, which is what I eat. Which is what I eat. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying if you're now all of a sudden saying, you know what, I'm only going to eat store-bought bison or ninety-nine point nine nine percent fat-free lean beef. Well, yeah, you're, you're screwed. Like you're going to spend so much money, it's not even funny. So, guys, get away from the trends and i don't believe i have this on here but that would include the supplement trends as well now there are some supplements out there that are quite good um but again ask yourself am i going to be using this supplement in five years because if the answer is probably not then it's probably not really worth it because it's just the things that the cool kids are using right now and it's, and it's probably honestly going to be pretty useless so that's my big one is don't get trendy now going with that is number two and that is don't be scared of the evils quote unquote, you know, in foods. There's so many. I was watching a TikTok the other day and the guy, there's a funny, it was one of these funny ones. You know, he went to cook eggs and, and then he showed an influence telling about how dangerous eggs are. And then he went to cook, I think it was like tomato sauce and he was told how dangerous nightshades are. And he went to cook some beans. He was told how dangerous anti-nutrients are. <laughs> Guys, uh, there's people out there right now that are telling you how just terrible vegetables are for you. Listen, if a food, you eat it and it doesn't agree with you, Fine, fine, don't eat it. But here's the thing. What these guys are talking about a lot is the cooking methods. The cooking methods are often ignored. For instance, I believe it's, is it quinoa? I think it's quinoa, where if you don't really cook it properly, it can give you some gut problems, but if you, like, give you upset stomach and stuff. But if you do what you're supposed to do, it's the same thing with beans. If you leave them soaking overnight, and you air pressure cook them. When I was living, uh, when I was not living, but when I was in I, in India, I went to an Ayurvedic retreat, which is all about health, guys. We're talking like thousands of years old knowledge here. And they were cooking their food, their beans and everything. They had a lot of beans because the beans, very popular food in most of the places where the people live longest. Even though there's a couple doctors out there looking at you, Dr. Gunt 3 or whatever your name is, uh, who's telling you how evil beans are. And... Yeah, they just air pressure cook them and it's all fine. So if you know how to cook things properly, guys, you know, kale, yes, you should probably cook kale before you eat it because it can be pretty rough if you don't. Um, Spinach, a lot of those things that, you know, tend to give people gas. If you just cook them properly, there's so many cooking methods. Traditional cooking methods are often ignored and people just don't cook things properly and they blame it. It's like eating raw eggs and going, oh, they they give you salmonella poisoning. Well, yeah, probably because you ate them raw. So just use your brain. And just cook things properly, okay? But don't be scared of the evil in foods because most of it is, A, just really made to be hyper. Like, for instance, did you know there's arsenic in apple seeds? So, yes, there's... So, if you want to... If I wanted to, say, expand on that, there's arsenic in apples. So, you should not eat apples. See, that's just, an, that's just a general idea of what you can do. There's evils, so-called evils in everything. But it's the amount that matters. And the fact is you can 
use most cooking methods, you can figure it out. I mean, that's why all these blue zones in different places where people live longest. And blue zones are a legit thing, by the way. I know a lot of people right now are trying to hate on them, but they've taken the lessons from the blue zones and applied them into modern cities and the populations have done very well. So things are working. So don't be let people tell you they're not. Um, but yeah, it just comes down to knowing how to cook things properly and knowing just how to prepare foods. That's, that's the big one. So number three is stop throwing away foods. Now I don't have the numbers here, but it's estimated that people throw away a lot of food. And I'll be honest, we're, we're not that great out of here. My wife and I, uh, she tends to buy a lot of greens and stuff like that. And we're in breaking some of our own rules, but it's something we are working on and we've been working on it for a while. I don't think we'll ever get perfect at it, but stop throwing away food now here's how you do that number one buy frozen food frozen food guys is perfectly good buy frozen don't get caught up in all this like everything has to be fresh nonsense frozen i would say most of your vegetables should probably be frozen and maybe even some canned food foods are fine i'm not a huge fan of canned foods overall often just because of the bpa lining in the cans but overall frozen you're not gonna have a problem um buy smaller more often so instead of going and say buying you know two packs of cilantro because it's on sale for a great price but you know you're not going to and i guess it's buy smaller more often the next point is stop buying in bulk uh, and it says two for a cheaper price here unless you'll use it i have in brackets so what we'll do quite often is like you one cilantro is like a dollar fifty and two cilantro is like 225 or something so we buy two but then because cilantro goes bad so quickly you end up throwing that second one away. So just buy smaller amounts more often and stop buying in bulk unless you know you're going to eat it. And how we kind of figure that out is we prep ahead of time. So one of the things you can do is like when I buy peppers, for instance, I'll buy bell peppers or whatever. I will buy them, I will chop them up and I place them into Tupperware containers with paper towels in them. And I prep them because you don't want to come home from work like right now it's about i've been at the gym all day it's now eight o'clock this is probably going to take me to like it's 7 46 right now this is probably gonna take me at least 8 15 to wrap this up last thing i want to do is go in the kitchen and then start having to cut and prep onions and peppers and everything else so just prep all that stuff ahead of time take some time when you get home as soon as you buy those groceries to prep them slice them dice them do whatever you got to do and prep a whole bunch and that way you're probably going to use them more often than just be like ah oh, you know i'm too tired i'll eat the peppers tomorrow and then you know same thing happens again and again and again repeat so that's number three number four is when you do buy in bulk and i do buy a lot of bulk stuff but make sure it's non-perishable or i guess long perishable if that's a word so that'll be like rice for instance we buy 40 pound bags of rice and we put them into these big containers because it lasts forever um, potatoes are another one i usually buy 10 pound bags um, actually more often five pound bags because again of the 10 pound bags i usually don't eat them all but i will buy five pound bags because a five pound bag is quite often like three or four dollars where um you know buying one potato at a time can cost you you know almost you know one potato can cost you like three dollars if you do it like that so buy in bulk when it's non-perishable or it's something that will last you a long time and that could go for meat too so you can buy like say you know extra lean ground beef if it's on sale or whatever when you get home you prep it by you know taking it out of the big container turning it into meal sizes so that you know that big family size container i buy um because it is quite a bit cheaper 
will I'll put it into say like six or eight freezer bags. So that's how I do it. And I get, you know, it's basically buying that in bulk, but I can shove it in the freezer and it'll stay in there for a while. So number five is keep the food where you can see it, right? They call the crisper, the coffin, the death, and it's the same thing in here. That's one of, one of the reasons why we have troubles as we tend to, and there's a couple things I'll talk about. Um, and you know what? I'll jump to number six as well, because number eight is fairly similar. I guess eight and five could have gone together, which is don't bury um, at the back of the fridge or the bottom, which is where the crispers are. So a lot of people just tend to put foods and they kind of get moved to the back. And then you're like, oh my goodness, I forgot I had this yogurt. And you look, it's like, oh, that expired, you know, four weeks ago. Or you place a bunch of vegetables you got in the crisper and you never look at them again. Um, you put them into containers in the fridge where you can't see them. So you'd start remembering it was not in there. So put foods, guys, like if we have a fruit bowl in the middle. So we have a fruit bowl that our fruit rarely goes bad. So we have these big wooden fruit bowls in the middle of our table which is right in the middle kind of the house. And we have our bananas, our apples, even I believe we keep our lemons and lime. We keep a lot of foods there and we could see it. And it just reminds us to eat it because where food is seen, you will eat it. So keep the healthy food on display and you know hide that junk food, but keep everything in bowls where you can see, keep it in clear jars, keep it in clear containers and keep it from hiding. Don't pile things behind things so you can't see it right now you probably go in your fridge guys and guarantee i bet you there's at least half a dozen i'll say six things go to your refrigerator right now there's probably six things that are already outdated that you don't use so that's uh, number five and then we'll call that number eight so i should probably put those together number six is learn what foods go where and what can go with what so what does that mean well, a lot of crispers have humidity controls because there are foods that need a dry environment and foods that need a more humid environment. And if you get those backwards, the food will go faster, uh, go bad a lot quicker. There are certain foods that if you put them together with other foods, make them go bad faster. I can't remember what they are right now, but if you type it into Google, honestly, you'll see it. Like, actually, you know what? Let's just type it in Google just for fun. Let's see if I can get anything here. See, so what? foods to not mix in fridge okay mushrooms with onions or garlic came up one ethylene producers with ethylene sensitive produce um, so basically that is a gas that some foods let off so other fruits and vegetables at a best distance so they don't transfer odors from one another. For instance, onions and garlic, for instance, can overpower the taste and smell of apples, pears, celery, and fruits. As I mentioned, there's, um, what was it again? I just said, I told you a second ago, ethylene. So some vegetables produce an off product, an off gas called ethylene, and that other foods will go bad when it's in the presence of ethylene. And again, like I said, I can't remember what they are, and I don't want to waste a lot of time, but there are quite a few foods that if you mix them together, they will go bad faster and they do not act well with each other. So start understanding and start researching about which of those are. Um, for instance, um, potatoes, right? You want to, I believe it's you want to keep potatoes in a dark. You want to keep them in a dark, cool place so they don't sprout. I believe if you have light with them, um, they'll start to sprout faster. Oil is another one. You have oil in a glass container and you keep it in a very bright place, the oil will go rancid quicker. So you want to keep oil in cupboards as well. So that's just a couple examples there. there. Number seven is develop a meal schedule and use that to guide your purchases. 
So develop a meal schedule that's going to last you. Maybe, okay, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, these are the meals we have. We're going to stick to this every week. Monday is going to be, I don't know, pork chop night, Tuesday, spaghetti night, Wednesday is barbecue chicken night. I don't know. But develop a meal schedule and just repeat it. Try to have, you know, the same kind of ideas of what you want to have for breakfast. So, you know, for me, it's I pretty much it's oatmeal bowls, um, omelets, sometimes turkey bacon with eggs and yogurt those are kind of the ones that i go for and so i know exactly how much kind of i need to buy and i can just repeat that around and around but developing a meal schedule is really going to help you so you're not just constantly guessing at what you're going to eat and you don't have the right ingredients or you have too many of this or too many of that and so you you get the idea right developing a meal schedule guys is super super important and it doesn't make life boring. In fact, it just makes life more free because you don't have to ask yourself every day, oh, what am I going to have today? What am I going to cook? What do I have to defrost? What do I have to chop up? Because we talked about this earlier, prepping ahead of time and having a meal schedule. So if you know Tuesdays is going to be your taco day, great. All those peppers and onions are already chopped. The cheese is all shredded. It's awesome. We're ready to go. I got the ground beef. I pulled it out in the morning so it defrosts by the time I get home so I can fry it up. And there we go. We're golden. So that is uh, number seven. Now, number eight, we already talked about, so we're going to jump to number nine, which is by no name, guys. Okay, get that yellow bag that says no name. Get the great value. I don't know, the, the Western, whatever it is, instead of the name brands like Green Giant, all that. Guys, it's the same thing. Okay, the corn is the corn. So stop buying name brand foods when there's no name brand. A great example, this is one that drives me nuts, is, for instance, club soda, right? Just soda water. So the no-name club soda that I buy, which is like called Western Family or whatever, $4.99 a case. The uh, one by Pepsi, $8.99. They're both 12 waters, and yet it's almost double the price for the same thing. It makes no sense, all because it has, uh, I don't know, a, a logo on it. So do yourself a favor, buy no name as often as you can. Now, there's certain things that, I, I'll be honest, guys, I buy no name ketchup. I have a friend, for instance, she's like, I can tell the difference between Heinz and not Heinz. Fine. If there's something out there like a ketchup or a tomato sauce or, or something that, you know, you know that you like and you can taste the difference in no name, fine, do it. But guys, corn peas you know maybe pasta soda water most of that stuff is it going to taste exactly the same butter name versus no name those sorts of things you get the idea there right so you know really just start just buying no name guys that's all i can say about that um next number 10 is learn what the inexpensive form is a food art that give you a, a good macro count. For instance, so what does that mean? Well, let's talk about protein, carbs, and fats. So I've recently started getting back into tuna. An entire can of tuna where I go to Walmart in tuna packed in light water, 89 cents a can. It's got about 30 grams of protein, 30 or 40 grams of protein in that can. Amazing deal. Um, protein powders. And I know they're more expensive today, but they're still gram per gram. They are still very cheap. Um, probably a little bit less expensive than tuna. And let's be honest, a lot more tasty. Uh, if I had to have a, a tuna every single day, I'd probably not enjoy that 
life too much, but having my cookies and cream protein powder every single day, I love it. I actually look forward to it. And it's really good at hitting your sweet spot too. So if you're kind of a sweet person like I am and at nighttime it's like nine o'clock and you're starting to go, oh man, Oreo would be great. Chocolate and cookie would be great. That cookies and cream protein, it hits the spot every single time. In fact, it's it become a staple. For, I cannot not have it because I really, if I don't, I'll eat a chocolate chip cookie or three or four. So that one really helps. Frozen chicken breasts, buy those in the 10 pound boxes, you know, um, a lot cheaper than just getting the fresh ones where you get three for like 12 or $14. You get a box of 10 pound chicken breasts for like $25 or something like that. So that's great. Lean pork, guys, lean pork or extra lean pork, like just lean pork that like we go see that really nice pink pork without the fat. It's about maybe 60% of the cost of the same thing in ground beef. White fish is another one. Um, there's a lot of very just cheap white fish out there that you can do as well. There's a lot of seafood mixes too that are just cheap pieces of, um, I don't know, just inexpensive pieces like octopus pieces and some mussels in there and a little bit of stuff. So really high protein, for pretty cheap price, like $5 for one of these mixed seafoods. Also, learn, you know, what foods look big but get really small when you cook them. And why do they get really small? Because a lot of it's fat, right? You're just cooking it away anyway. So the, the one that comes to my mind is ground beef. Like the wife tonight almost bought regular ground beef. And I said, don't even think about buying regular ground beef. I know it's, you know, uh, it's like 30% less expensive than the extra lean there. But it's because when you cook it, it's going to be half the size. It means you're going to have to cook double and we're just, it's, it, we're not getting, it's, it's not worth it. So, Stop buying things like, for instance, bacon versus turkey bacon, right? The turkey bacon doesn't really get any smaller because it's pretty lean or regular bacon. You're like, wow, you put in these big, like, you know, these eight inch long slices and they come up like four inches long. And you're like, oh, and then you eat like six of them. So, you know, get the extra lean stuff when you can because you're, you're just not paying for the fat. Now, when it comes to carbs, mentioned these earlier potatoes there's no difference really guys people go oh the red skin or the yellow skin is better <laughs> it's so ridiculous i buy what's ever on sale i walk in great yukon are on sale this week okay red skin's on sale this week yellow is on sale this week i buy what's ever on sales two dollars for a five pound bag i'm buying what's ever on sale i do not have any uh, allegiance loyalty to a freaking potato okay rice is another one i tell you a 40 we buy a 40 pound bag of rice it lasts forever bread just buy some basic whole grain bread you don't have to get anything super crazy super fancy i see some loaves out there that are just so expensive i just if you're not if you don't have problems with gluten which you probably don't honestly just a couple slices of some dempsters or even no name just whole grain bread you're going to be fine couscous is another one that's pretty cheap quinoa bananas apples um, those are going to be really, really cheap carb sources. The cheapest that I can think of. We just got a whole bunch of apples just a few minutes ago. Apples and bananas. Um, and they had, it was called Pink Lady Apples, I think. And they were on for 99 cents a pound. It was like crazy. They're half the price of everything else. And they look really nice. So apples, pretty inexpensive. So that would be my pick. Potatoes, rice, you know, some just basic brown breads. Some oatmeal. Uh, oatmeal is amazing. Again, super cheap. Couscous, quinoa, bananas, apples. When it comes to fats... Um, olive oil. I just buy the extra virgin olive oil. It, it's not super cheap, but it's not expensive for how big you get. You get a big bottle for like $10 or something. Um, 
virgin coconut oil if you want to do that sure you don't but here's what you don't need you don't need things like avocado oil you don't need macadamia nut oil almond oils those things are so they're like half the size and double the price it makes no sense to me um the avocado oil guys it's no different for you than the extra virgin olive oil and you don't need the ghee either save your money on the ghee and just get some virgin coconut oil it's like half the price for the same size so those are my choices when it comes to you know good sources of fats that are not going to break the bank and going to last you a while. Number eleven, buy in season. We do a lot of that. I watch. We just watch around. We get in the, our foods are quite different in the summertime and the wintertime because they're just foods that are just in season and foods that you know come in from different places that are just way too expensive at certain times of the year and then that are not expensive at certain times of the year. And also keep your eyes out for sales too. So buy in season and buy what's on sale. Sometimes you go in, you're like, hey, you know what? I wanted bell peppers, but they're just crazy priced. Um, uh, I guess I won't have bell peppers this week. I'll have something else and, and sort it out. Or maybe the, you want the red ones, but the red ones are really expensive. The green ones are cheap. You know what? You live, you live just suck it up for this week. It's not a big deal. So buy in season and buy on sale. And number 12. Now, this isn't really... How do I... Okay. This is just going to help you with not wasting food. And that is... And also saves you on the oil. So I guess oil costs you money. So not, not wasting food and not having to use a bunch of, say, expensive oil and butter. But that would be great quality um, stick-free cookware. Now, the one that I use, and I love it, I'm probably going to do a TikTok about it very soon, is the Our Place Always Pan. I love that thing. I think it's great. I got it for Christmas in 2022 it's now february 22nd of 2024 and it still works really well uh, like anything you still got to give the you know what they don't tell you about these stick-free pans is you know you always got to give it a little spray of the pan or something so i have this little bit this you know quick little shot works amazingly it's very good it doesn't work as well as when it was brand brand new but i've tried a lot of stick-free pans and there's a lot of them out there that start off really good like amazing and a couple months later if you're lucky they're terrible but the always pans in a great job. Uh, it's deep enough that you can do sauces and chilies and stuff in it. It's shallow enough that you can still do your bacon and eggs in it. Uh, it comes with a steamer. It comes with a spatula. It's not the cheapest pan in the world, but guys, it's awesome. I think they call it an eight in one or something because it does a bunch of different stuff. But it's a really good pan to get cover most of your needs. So there you go, guys. That is a wrap for today's episode. So I want to ask you, what did you take away from today's episode and what is just one thing just one thing that you can start to do today to make a difference because here's the thing i i don't want you to just listen to this podcast go oh boy those are some great ideas and then the next podcast is going to be up any minute now and you're going to forget everything you heard in this one so right now stop this podcast or would video wherever you're watching this or listening to this and ask yourself, you know, what is it that I can do and take action on? Because we got way too much information, not nearly enough action, okay? So take one, take action on it, and let's go. And just remember, guys, that if you liked what you've heard today, and maybe you're now you're inspired and you're saying, hey, you know what? It's time for me to start to ditch my dad bod, start to live epic, live the life I want. Then I'm inviting you right now to go over to my website at barbellstabudas.com slash no more dad bod and grab but honestly as soon as you go to the website it's gonna pop open a window anyway 
But grab a copy of my No More Dad Bod Roadmap Guide. It's filled with some great tips and simple ideas that you can, again, take action on so you can start living the life you want in the body you want. And of course, guys, next time, as always, I'm here to help you live leaner, stronger, longer, and a hell of a lot better. Chat with you guys again soon. busy entrepreneur or professional who's been hard at work chasing your passions and designing your dream career, but you've placed your fitness and health on the back burner and now you're seriously thinking about or maybe even currently struggling to transform your body and your health while still fitting in all the big responsibilities you have? Well, if the answer is yes, then let me help you get into the best shape of your life without the fad diets, the internet challenges, the exhausting hit workouts, or take it away from your work passion projects, social life, or family. Simply go to www.barbellstabudas.com slash free call and schedule your 15-minute first five-pound strategy call with me today. It's completely free. Leave your wallet at home, and I look very forward to speaking with you.